0: Welcome to Performance Anxiety. When I started thinking about this side project series over a year ago, one of my first ideas was to talk with musicians about how the band Rush's sound has changed over the years. When Neil Peart passed away, it seemed like an appropriate way to pay homage to him and the band. In this show, I'm joined by Amir Epstein of Zygote and Crash Karma, Josh Traeger of the Sam Roberts Band, and Spooky Rubin. After a bunch of laughs and a laptop crash, we got down to some Rush. Not only do we talk about our favorite and least favorite Rush tracks and albums, but there's some great Rush stories too. Follow these guys on social media. Follow us at Performance ANX. And now let's get down to the main monkey business. So, what's up? What's going on, everybody? All right. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining me. This is kind of a this is something I've been wanting to do for a, a little while before Neil, even before Neil passed, mm-hmm. to uh, kind of discuss the different stages of Rush's sounds because it's changed in over forty years. Go figure. So. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's for sure. it's uh, and I thought just having you know three Canadian musicians would make it even better. So cool.
1: I was uh, I was kind of shocked. You're, to, you're actually not Canadian
0: right? I am not Yeah. no I live in Virginia just about 75 miles west of DC
1: okay yeah I, I was like how did this guy even find us <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's you know it's a weird longish story <laughs> yeah um, and uh, it, it, a lot of it in, involves Jordan Zaterozny so. okay no,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, think uh, the epicenter of a lot of shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so basically what it is, what happened was, uh, when I first got onto social media, I started following bands that I liked and people within those bands. Cause some of the bands were defunct. And, um, a lot of the guys in, and i Mother earth. were something like, like Jag and, and, uh, Edwin were some of those people. And, uh, through following their careers after i Mother Earth, I found out about Amir. So I've kind of followed Amir to see what he was doing because I'd heard about Crash Karma. So I was like, okay, yeah, this yeah. sounds like a great band. So I followed Amir and he was kind enough to accept my uh, friend request and all and then had this idea, threw it out to Amir and he said, Well let me let me get up with Josh. So, okay, cool. Threw it out to Jordan, awesome. Jordan's like, I can't do it. So, and actually, that's how Jordan suggested it. He's like, You got to get this guy Spooky Ruben on. I'm like, Okay, anybody named Spooky Ruben, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> okay. So, cool. and uh,
1: I remember Spooky, I remember seeing you at like Sweaty Betty's like 10 years ago, and you were with Richie Curiton, I think. Oh, that makes sense. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it was a while. Now. I I didn't know you or anything. You know? I was uh, like, who's that guy in the corner? Uh, <laughs> he looks like a cool guy. He's like, that's spooky, <laughs> that's spooky Ruben. Ruben, is that a Jewish name? <laughs> um, Well, it's actually. So, Ruben is actually my brother's first name.
2: So oh, okay. Yeah.
1: It's, it's kind of a long. It's basically my A my and R guy at the time when I signed to T V T he was like, Oh, you need a last name because there's DJ Spooky, there's Spooky UK, blah blah blah. Because so, oh. it was just it was just supposed to be spooky. But then uh yeah, my A and R guy asked me, Oh, what's your you know, what does your brother do? And I was like, Oh, Ruben, blah blah blah. I thought, that's, it. Spooky, that's amazing. <laughs> that is so cool. I never knew that. Yeah, <laughs> crazy, right? And how come we don't see Amir's a face?
0: Because he just turned his he turned his camera off. Oh,
1: what? Did I really? Yeah. That's not fair. Hold up, hold up! I didn't know that.
3: <laughs> oh, it says cameras off. You're right.
0: Yeah. Is that better? Not yet.
3: I mean,
1: I don't want your handsome face to distract me. I know. <laughs> but good thing I have some notes, and I have my iTunes with my Rush catalog in front of me in case I forget. Oh, good. because terrible with song names. You can't see me,
0: or are you good? No, you're still out, man. We can't see you,
1: but I, I, I guess, guess we're good. thats it it's on. And, and so, Josh, you're you're a musician, right, Josh? Yeah, I'm a drummer. Well, okay, you can call that a musician. Yeah.
0: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Counts on this and podcast.
1: You, and so, you play with who? Sam Roberts band. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I know. I know Sam. I know. Um. I know Spencer. Um, oh, you know Dave Spencer? Dave Spencer, yeah. I know Dave oh, Spencer. Okay. And I nice. know... What was the bass player's name? I don't know if he's still with him. Um, yeah, we've had the same guy for a long time. James. What's Is his that, last name? James Hall. Oh, okay. No, I was thinking maybe... I think I knew the original bass player. Or, oh, um, yeah? Well... Um, anyway. Dave, <laughs> do you know Dave Nugent? Probably know Dave Nugent. Maybe is that it, Dave Nugent, because he played bass for a while, and he he's from Pembroke, which is also where uh, Zad is from. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think yeah, I, I was. Yeah. I think I remember when uh, Sam first hung out. Um, came out. I was. I hung out quite a bit with Dave. With Dave Nugent, you know, back in the day. Yeah, in Toronto, right? Yeah. yeah. He he used to live in Toronto. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Well, this is awesome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is, see, this is kind of what I like. I like getting. You know, people who don't really know each other on, so we can just kind of talk. Because otherwise, it gets a little predictable.
1: Yeah, right. exactly. So, know, but it makes me nervous. <laughs> I don't know you guys. I'm fucking nervous. That's well, this, I, so, I this it says Amir's camera is
3: still off. Yeah, it, I don't know what to do, boys. You want you want to hang you want to hang up and call me back because it says on. I mean, literally.
0: I'm well, I'm good with just with just moving on. And, okay. So this is the whole premise for this particular show is just discussing how the sound of rush has changed and you know maybe what's your experiences with rush i've got a you know i got a few general questions to ask you guys but i also want to know things like you know what if we can define the different eras of rush what's your favorite era um what's your least yeah. favorite era you know have you worked with any uh-huh. of the guys um, what was your first experience with rush when did you hear them how many times you know what was your first rush concert Hey, do you guys do any rush covers, and why don't more people <laughs> cover rush <laughs> things like that that that's too damn hard and, and it's a, <laughs> yeah well it's, it it's a very casual conversation and if it goes you know twenty minutes that's great if it goes an hour and a half that's fine too i i okay. there's no time limit to this all right so thank you guys for joining me tonight to discuss the, the changing sounds of Rush over their 40 some odd year career. We're recording this a few weeks after Neil's passing and uh, his passing kind of spurred this idea on because it's something I've wanted to do for a long time but mm-hmm. it's always been on the back burner like, oh yeah, you know, I find a few people who are interested in Rush and we can be musician <laughs> friends and and uh, when, when he passed, I said, you know what now's a good time. I think now now if I can get three Canadian musicians I would love to discuss mm-hmm. the sound, the changing sounds of Rush. So I have Josh Trager, Canadian drummer. I've got Amir Epstein, Canadian bassist, and I've got Spooky Rubin, Canadian guitarist. So I am, I've got my Rush right here. So thank you guys.
1: <laughs> I so wonder much. what that would actually sound like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look at that! See, we're spurning side projects as it is. Spurning, yeah, that's not really? spurning. We're creating <laughs> side projects. That's cool. So, all right, let's, let's start off with your, the first Rush show you ever saw. Well, And I'll, I'll kind of go in the order you guys are on my screen. So, Josh, when was the first time so you the, saw Rush?
1: The first time, my first show was uh, in 97. It was the Vapor Trails. Oh, no, a Test for Echo tour. Yes. And um, I've been a big fan for mm, like that's about three years at that point. I mean, you know, when you're—I I was still like in my teens, so three years seemed like an eternity. Yeah. So it's felt like I was a Rush fan my entire life, and
0: uh, kind of was.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I was just blown away. I—I I arranged to go with a buddy of mine, and I got—I got outfits. when I spoke to the the the, uh, the, the ticket agent. They're like, well, we got one amazing seat on the floor, and we got one more seat, like, up in, like, the reds or whatever. So I put my buddy in the reds, and I took the great seat. So I, I mean, it was a kind of a shitty move, but, I, you know, I just wanted to have, like, the best experience. All these people around me were these, like, super, like, mega fans that had seen the band, like, countless times i met a guy from england who had seen him like 150 times
0: oh my god
1: and and I, I mean i i I didn't really realize you know i didn't really fully understand the the extent of the fandom at that point so yeah, i mean like now, now all these years later i've come to learn that that sort of thing is, is kind of par for the course with big rush bands yeah so yeah, uh, and, and even to this day, I haven't come close to that. I've only seen them about six or seven times. That's so. Th-
0: I mean, I've seen yeah. them four. So you know, I'm on. I'm on par with you. So
1: <laughs> there's a lot of other music I like. So I mean, geez, I'm not, I can't devote my life to just one. Oh, yeah, exactly. Band of both. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Canadian or well, not? Well, about, about that show, I was so fired up. Um, They didn't play one, and this was back in the days before you could go to, like, setlist.fm or whatever it is, that that website. So you didn't know what they were playing on the tour, except for uh, on this tour, they were advertising they were doing 2112 in its entirety. So I was pumped about that. Oh, wow. But I was super, like, this is, like, the height of my super nerdy, like, muso phase. So I was really into the Strangiato. Yes. And that was like the one song on my list they didn't play. And I remember like being like a hyper, like, like kind of like Beavis and butthead, just running around the re- arena after the show, like freaking out that they didn't play it. Oh. Security <laughs> was like, it's okay, son, calm down. <laughs> that's the story.
0: All right, so Amir, what, what was the first Rush show you saw? Well,
3: I'm... Uh, I'm embarrassed to say the first show I saw was the show that, um, we were playing with them.
0: <laughs> oh, wow.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, oh, at Bayfest.
3: Exactly. You were oh, there. Yeah, yeah. You were there. Um, when was that? 2010,
1: 2011,
3: maybe? Yeah, around then. I think twenty twenty ten. So we, so Crash Karma and Sam Roberts were playing with Weezer. That's right. Was it Weezer? <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, 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 it, yeah was. it was. And then, um, and so the, the drummer in my band is Jeff Burrows from the Tea Party, and and you know Edwin from I Mother Earth. And so we're like the next day was Rush, and there's nobody going on before them because it's uh, you know it's fucking Rush.
0: It's an evening with Rush. And
3: yeah, it's it's Rush. You don't open for Rush. Right. <laughs> so so we're like okay, let's stay over the night. Let's hang out. Like great, this is great. So we went backstage. Um, whereas like and the way Rush does it, which I didn't know at the time, but they have like a big backstage area because there's lots of people, industry, whatever. And then uh, we see Alex and Edwin, who made a record with Alex called Victor. Yes. And Jeff Burroughs, who's also made records with Alex. Like, Hey, what's up? He's like, Hey, why don't you guys come backstage? And we're like, we are backstage. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 no. Like back backstage, come follow me. So they take it, He takes us to this little private area that there's no one there. And there's some portables. And I hear drumming like crazy drumming.
2: Oh man.
3: And I'm like, what, what the fuck? And, uh, I kind of peek in and I see Neil practicing, playing, just going, but not like messing around, like fucking playing. Like he was playing a concert in there. I don't know what oh, he was doing. But it was, it was just un fucking real. And I'm just staying there, and, and Alex is. He, he looks at me and he's like, "Yeah, when people hear this, most of the time I lose them in the conversation." I'm like, "I'm sorry, man. I got I got to pay attention to what he's doing. Like, what is he doing?" So. Um, so I did that, and then I was I was lucky enough to go into Getty's private little you know trailer, and I was jamming on his bass. Oh, but I'll wow! You, I'll send you a picture of me messing around with his bass, which I'm sure he didn't know, and he probably wouldn't appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was
1: there for all this. This is amazing. I, I remember all this so vividly. I mean, oh, it was crazy, right? <laughs> and
3: uh, and then we uh, and then I was you know we went up on side stage to watch Rush, and I was I was right. There, you know, Alex was c- coming over, saying hi, having a drink, and while he was playing, I'm like, "This is just not fair that my first show, you know." And I'm standing side stage, and I'm like, "What the fuck am I? Like, I do not belong here." Uh, but I, <laughs> man, you know, just like messing around with the acoustic guitar that he's gonna play with later. Like, I'm like, "This is this is great." So that was my first Rush
1: concert.
0: Oh God, <laughs> you know that's insane. Don't hit me i do already because wow. wow. your first rush concert you go and, and play getty's bass
1: yeah and listen wow. to neil play privately in this were you there for that i actually i i remember meeting alex with you with you guys but yeah I'm not sure but i think i remember hearing the drums i didn't i didn't peek in and see him or anything but I certainly do remember you grabbing Gaddy's base and, <laughs> you know, doing <laughs> your fang on it. Yeah. All right. And I, and I, I do remember my like my one chance to meet Neil because I'd, I'd never met him. I was talking to Jeff Burroughs. Yeah. Which, it was just before Showtime. And it was the only time Neil showed his face. He was basically jogging right. on the page. I was facing right. Jeff Burroughs and I completely missed that.
0: Oh, my and, goodness.
1: You know, and that's okay.
3: <laughs> and you know, I, I remember after right when the show was over, they're kind of closing out, and they're putting on that the, the film that they put on at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And I see and I see Neil come off the side stage, kind of walks by. He says, "Hey," I say, "Hi." He goes down. His motorcycle's waiting for him. He jumps on his motorcycle and he takes off before the show was even over.
2: Oh my God!
3: He was gone. Well, at least he got a hello. Oh, so, yeah, I'm happy with that. I, was, yeah. I, just, I thought it was interesting that, like, Getty and Alex were still there. Yeah. He had a, he's already on his motorcycle on the highway. They had created a path for him. He took off. Nobody even knew he was gone.
0: God. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Yeah. All right. So really sp- cool. Spooky, what about you? What was your first Rush show?
1: Uh, my r- first Rush show was probably 1987 or something. Ah. Um, wow. Wow. It was the, or 89, uh, or 88, I don't know, Hold Your Fire Tour.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Um, yeah, and... Um, amazing. So, and that was at uh, the Capital Center um, in Maryland. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Because I grew up in, um, in Northern Virginia. I grew up in Reston, Virginia.
0: That's, yeah, that's not too far from where I'm at right now. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, so, and I think... I mean, I don't, you know, I don't really remember much from the actual concert. I remember they had this weird, like, surround sound thing going on with certain sound effects flying around the the arena, and I remember they had the three red balls on stage that oh, wow. appeared. But otherwise, I don't think I could tell you. I, I don't really remember the set list or anything. You know, I mean, they, I know. Well, I I know for sure they didn't play any of the really old stuff. I'll, i I know that for sure. Cause I would have remembered that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, is that what you were kind of hoping for? Like, were you more? Yeah. With- I mean, you know what? It was, I, I don't, I didn't, I don't know. I don't think I really knew what to expect. It was probably one of my first like arena shows, to be honest. Like, I would up until then I'd seen more, I'd been just more like, you know, punk shows and metal, smaller metal shows, you know, it's probably yeah. may have been my first arena show. Actually now that the more i think of it and i remember that uh michael schenker group was opening for them oh, which, oh, is, wow. uh, which is uh, another weird i don't know why i remember that <laughs> anyway um, so it's kind of amazing actually and then the yeah. last t- and then the last time i saw rush was probably 10 years ago on the was it the um the time the, machine one time machine, oh, yeah. Time machine um, tour yeah and that's the tour and i i mean i remember that I mean, I remember a lot of the music on that one because they played. Um, they played Natural Science. I oh, love wow. that tune, man. And yes. it's got that. It's got that riff in it. And and it, I, I just saw, you know, that and I just leaving the leaving the concert, just being, singing that riff all the way home. <laughs> like, I, was, I was going crazy singing that riff. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was cool. That was that was amazing. You know.
0: That's awesome. So that was about the f- close to my first Rush show. My first Rush show was actually my first concert ever, and it was on the Presto Tour. Okay, okay. Nice. So, yeah, so at, it, Mr. So like Big 90? opened up. Yeah, about uh, an eight, yeah, 90, I think it was. Because I couldn't drive, and I didn't even know I was going until the day of the concert. A buddy of mine comes up and he's like, hey, I've got an extra ticket to go see Rush. You want to go see him? Well, yeah, sure. And so but I had I had to call my parents because I was in New Jersey and this was the, the show was like an hour away in the Meadowlands. And, oh uh, no, actually, no, it was Brennan Burn Arena. It in East, it was, it was a Giant Stadium. And so, uh, or something like, no, it, it was right next to, ah, I got to remember this. This was, uh, it was right next to Giant Stadium at the hockey arena, the, the Brennan yeah, Burn I was, Arena.
1: I was going to say, I was actually thinking about that today if Russia had ever played stadiums or, or only like strictly arenas because it yeah. would have been.
0: Yeah this, this was in the uh it was early on in the uh, history of the New Jersey Devils and it was in the it, it was was called the Brendan Byrne Arena at the time. And I remember calling my dad on a payphone saying, "Hey, can I go see Rush?" He's like, "How much is it going to cost me?" I'm like, "Nothing. I got I got a free <laughs> ticket." "Sure, go ahead." And I don't think he realized at the time cuz I'm like 16 that my friend's mom was going to drive us there and just drop us off and like, "Okay, I'll come and pick you up in a few hours." <laughs> and so there's like three high school... No, two drugs. Yeah, exactly. There's like three <laughs> or four high school kids just wandering around East Rutherford for a while. And uh, I remember Mr. Big opened up. And, oh, my God. Yeah, it was... It was uh, their first album had come out. And I didn't even know who the hell they were at the time. Mm-hmm. And,
1: a super group. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, I didn't even know yeah, at the time. So, was like, it
1: the first album the one with uh, Be With You?
0: No, I think that was their yeah. second album. The only song yeah. I remember off their first one was... Addicted to that rush. And was that, just...
1: that was Billy <laughs> with
3: Paul Gilbert.
0: Yeah, that,
1: right.
3: Yeah. yeah, Paul Gilbert Who was drumming sh- for
1: them. Uh, uh, was it a guy named Pat Torpy? Does that sound familiar? It oh. might be. He had like short hair like, on top and like long hair in the back. It was, wasn't it? Wasn't um, it Rod Morgenstern or something? Rod Morgenstein? No, uh, He he was the winger. <laughs> <I'm a, I'm laughs> <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
0: Well, I went there and I didn't. I hadn't even heard Mr. Big until the ride to the show. So they're like, hey, this this band opened up and they put the cassette in in the mom's minivan cassette player and we're jamming out on, on Mr. Big. And I'm like, yeah, okay, this is all right, but I want to see Rush. And uh, so we're like an hour and a half away from where I live and I'm running into like people from my high school all over the place. It was the weirdest thing. So... And uh so the, and the last concert I got to see was the yes, uh Tetra- dudes, so. though. Just
1: the guys are-
0: Yes. Exactly cuz that's yeah. 99% of the audience is always dudes. Yeah. So <laughs> All right. Um have any so All right. so we know Amir's had encounters with Rush. Have you any have you other have uh, Josh or Spooky worked with any of the guys in Rush? I
1: mean um you had baseball games with um you know where Getty Lee's around, and I've been to like restaurants in Toronto, here you know, where Getty Lee's around and stuff. But I had the same experience with with Amir at that right. at that show. You know, watching side stage, yes. hanging in the dressing rooms, and you know, Amir. I don't know if you if you ended if you went behind the drums <sighs> exactly. with Neil and I. Uh, sorry, with with Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> where Neil we and I were just hanging out. White case. Uh, about like 10 feet behind the, the drums. We were sitting on a fight case, but it was right next to the pyro. Yeah. Pyro blast went off. Yeah. For that? Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. That was uh, deafening,
0: but exciting. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. We, we pissed
3: I mean, off a lot of people for being there, I think. They're like, what the fuck are you guys doing? We're like, <laughs> or like what do you mean what are we doing? It's worth it. Put some firecrackers yeah, in cool, our cool, face. Cool. I don't give a shit. Yeah. We're standing behind the old deer, yeah. watching them fucking slaughter. Like this is not the kind of shit like, this is the kind of stuff you tell your kids about. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, yeah, I'll burn
1: an arm. That's okay.
0: <laughs> or a random podcast. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, no, I've, ne- I've never worked with, with them, at least not yet. Um, yeah. No.
0: What about you, Spooky?
1: Have you ever, ever had any um, dealings with them? Well, uh, no, but the closest was when I um, I shook Getty Lee's hand backstage at the <laughs> Much Music Video Awards. Oh wow! Rush. So nice. that was yeah. That that's it. Oh. <laughs> but I do know. I actually do know a couple of like pretty <laughs> intimate stories about Rush because I know this guy who was worked as like their. Um, he was like the personal their personal assistant for an entire tour.
0: Okay, so this is going to be a weird edit because um, my computer crashed in the middle of our show here. So I don't even remember what the hell we were talking about. <laughs> Um, Um, we. I think I was trying to wrap up. Yeah. Oh, Rush. Okay. Good. All right. So you guys like Rush? Mahogany Rush. (laughs) Mr. Big addicted to that Rush. All right. Um, So let me ask you guys: in your bands, do you do in any of your bands about your professional musical career? Have you ever done any Rush covers?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Who goes first? Okay. Yeah, you guys have really?
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. All right. So, spooky. You tell me about spooky. your your Rush uh, cover.
1: Well, it's funny because I used to my my tradition actually for a while was I used to probably starting in about two thousand and six when I had started my LA band. It, we were all Rush fans, and we just we st- we would do we would pick a different Rush song as an intro to our set. Actually, oh It'd wow, be the first song that we would play. So. Yeah. We did, um, so we would just do like you know we did like the beginning of subdivisions, oh, or nice. we did like uh, we did big money, um, and then I think one time we did like uh, hemispheres, oh. just like what we did this thing where where we opened and closed our set with like this you know like whatever 30 seconds of hemispheres kind of thing so oh that is awesome Um, yeah so I, I mean I probably have um old videos I think when we opened up for Flaming Lips in um when was that Anyway, I've got some videos of some of that shit. Anyway, oh,
0: awesome, awesome. I
1: love
0: man. That is awesome. <laughs> now, you're, you're killing my whole Canadian vibe here with the, your Northern Virginia and L.A. stories. <laughs> 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 All right, Amir, what about yeah. you? You said you, you played some Rush covers. Yeah, so,
3: well, before Crash Karma, I was in this uh, kind of progressive funk metal band called Zygote. It was like yes. a Toronto, Toronto staple. You know, we did, mm. we, like, we had... Great crowds, we do like 2,000 people at the cool house independently, and we uh we always used to play. Um, I think I'm going bald. No, I, I'm kidding, we never did that. But, um,
0: <laughs> Damn, that would have been an awesome one to do.
3: <laughs> that was so bizarre. No, no, you know, we we've always you know, the a little bit of YYZ, obviously, Tom Sawyer is kind of like the cliche, but that was you know, the riff songs that were the ones that we were kind of like, this is you know, this is sick. Um, I think we once did a little bit of uh, passage to Bangkok or. You know, just because again, the riff is so fucking cool. So, yes. we, but we, you know, and as soon as it got like to the really weird complicated part, we'd be like, Yeah, thanks very much. All right, let's, let's play our world. <laughs> like one of those like pretend like we're, haha, okay, we're gonna do our own now. But really, it's like, Yeah, we're not fucking playing that part. <laughs> like, <laughs> our, dr- our, dr- our drummer can't do that shit. Forget that. Let's move on. So, you know, but I, th- I think most bands would play you know, that you hear that, that do any rush, They're usually like leaning towards the, some of their singles, you know, like uh, Tom Sawyer or like
0: limelight.
3: Yeah. Lime, exactly. Like the, the spirit of radio, maybe even, you don't, you don't get to hear a lot of like, you know, uh, you know, free will or fucking, you know, analog kid,
0: you know, Jacob's like, you know
3: nobody really does those, but um, yeah, yeah, that was a, for us. Anyways, we are just, we did the best we could with the little parts that were easy.
0: What about you? What about you, Josh? Ever ever do any attempt any Neil?
1: I've pl- I've played it a bunch with with people, but never in like since, in front of know, people. In, <laughs> well, no, no, I, I have I have played it in front of people as a kid, but never like since becoming a you know an adult and a professional <laughs> yeah. and being in you know and actually making a living playing music. Right. <laughs> for better or for worse, it just never never came up. Sadly. Um... But uh, even even when I was playing in Mahogany Rush, with uh, I was actually in, in that band for a few years. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. No yeah. way! In two wow. thousand one to two thousand five. Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome, man. So it's, and, cool. it, and his, he probably has a lot of stories of the early days of Rush because they were all, you know, doing a lot of shows together and mm-hmm. nominated for Junos together and stuff. You know, True. probably some bad, bad blood. There.
0: And confusing um, a whole hell of a lot of people. It shows Mahogany Russian Rush and
1: Rush. Even as, as a kid in Montreal, I I, I didn't have um, Canadian uh, music television and I wasn't really listening to rock radio. So I didn't, I didn't really know much about Rush. I had heard about Mahogany Rush because they were from Montreal. Oh, but, yeah. Okay, so and and then that that actually leads me to when I first played <clears rough. throat> that uh, that was this one time at band camp, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I went to I went, I went to like a, mu- a music camp in '94. I was 13, and some of the big kids wanted to play Rush, my flute. and I was the, uh, yeah exactly <laughs> 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 my flute. So I took my flute and. I, Inserted. Um, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> so I, finished, I, got, I got to camp. I auditioned. You know, they put me in different like pl- placements and stuff. And then like the drum counselor recommended me to the older kids that wanted to play YYZ. And I didn't, I didn't know that from Adam. So I I was super into GNR and Metallica at that point. Right. Oh. So, wow. so this the guy this so guy comes in, you know comes into my bunk at band camp he's got,
0: okay. <laughs> he's got <a>
1: event, <laughs> puts on a puts on a tape brings his own YYZ. I'm blown away and um and then we 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 played it for uh in front of the the camp and I I did that I did YYZ in particular a few times with different bands when I was a kid like in my teens and stuff
0: wow that's still
1: yeah I mean we you know, we approximated it you know the the made uh you know, the non-phenom version
0: of uh, of YYZ. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so, so since we're talking about, is it just the the difficulty of, of Rush, or is it just the the sound is so unique, why people don't do a whole lot of Rush covers?
1: Uh, I think it's mainly because of the vocalist, actually.
0: That was my vocal
1: That's,
3: That's why we point. chose YYZ, I think. Yeah. yeah. Or there's always one guy in the band that just can't fucking do it, you know? Yeah. like that's that's just the way that like you you know you're in a band with a drummer that can do it and you know your guitarist can do it but your bass player is like uh yeah <laughs> I can play yeah. guns this is and from the bass player <laughs>
1: right but,
3: like it's not it's not you know usually if you have a band where the drummer that can play fucking complicated Rush songs and a bass player that can do it and the guitarist you're probably a pretty good band in doing your own thing at that point right.
0: Uh-huh. So we've got, I, I want to go into the, diff, the different eras of Rush, but I have one more question about their, just, just, just their music and, and your guys' preferences a little bit. Do you have a song that you would think is the most underrated Rush song, a song that maybe you love that isn't, you know, it, it's not Tom Sawyer, it's not Limelight, it but it's a song that you actually love and... You throw it to somebody out yeah. there who is not a big Rush fan. They're gonna like, "What song is that?"
1: Yeah, oh. yeah, I I I do for sure, and it's kind of more the ballady, softer ones because you know, like it's and and it's not really what Rush is known for. Certainly, right. you know, you ask anyone on the street about Rush. They're not gonna tell you about like, you know, the Manhattan Project. Or, yeah. Or uh, or uh, yeah, I love Manhattan Project. actually. Yeah, that's, it's, that's it's, one of my faves yeah me too man and 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 so is uh, nobody's hero maybe it's a bit cheesy or whatever but i'm I'm a sappy guy he and he
2: different in his sexuality i went
1: to his parties as a straight minority never seen the threat to my masculinity he only introduced me to Man, no, nobody's. Especially when I learned what the lyrics to "Nobody's Hero" were about, it just yeah. like uh, resonates me, it. man. Like it, it brings a tear to my eye every time I hear it. You know, it's like one of those songs. If I try to like play it or sing it, I just well up and I can't even get through it. Not that I really sing much or anything, but yeah. <laughs> if I if I were if I were to to try to yeah. do that, I wouldn't really be able to get through it. Yeah. Those two songs for sure for me. I okay. have "Project okay. Nobody's Hero."
0: I mean, what about you? Um I would go into
3: the first one. I, I I'm still I still rock out to working men all the time. I, I mean it's not that it's really unknown. I think it, it's known by people who know Rush, but it's definitely not known by people who don't know. Like it's yeah. not one of the singles that you you know you hear you go oh I know that song, but yeah. um, I I just, just love for me there's something so it just stood out as, as like the Sabbath vibe to it you know um, at least that's how I connected to it like it, it felt like a they were influenced by Black Sabbath you know um, in some weird guess. like you you know what I mean because I also seemed a lot of Sabbath when I first found out, like whoa this is kind of like a weird. Like something in there is Sabbathy, not obviously not the vocals, but something about the riffs that were simple riffs that are heavy and kind of you know just rocked out. So that song has yeah. always kind of been one of my go tos. I can hear that.
1: Okay. I mean, I think, I mean, I think, I mean, well, I just wanted to continue to what uh, Amir was saying. Yeah. I feel like one of the things that I kind of missed in the documentary, the Beyond the Lighted Stage, it's like all these people were talking about all these different things about Rush. And to me, the main point about Rush that was not brought up is that Rush is the most metal uh, prog rock band. Right. You see what I'm saying? In other words, like the way, like if you listen to, you know, Hemispheres or whatever, it's just a rock trio playing prog rock. All other prog rock bands had keyboards and, um, you know, our Yes was like very ethereal. Uh, Rush was the most sort of balls out, kind of really heavy, like bass lines where the guitar and bass are like playing together and they've got these super, you know, they're super tight and it was all, it was, it was a rock oriented prog. You know what I'm saying?
0: You know what? That's a good point. Like,
1: it's never, it's, it's a, people, people never mention it, but I mean, I know. I just thought I wanted to bring that up. Well,
0: that's a great point. I mean, they, they yeah. kind of had to be. You look at the other prog rock bands, like like yes, they've, there's like seven guys in that band.
1: I know, and it's and it's never like it's never like it's you know it's never super ballsy. You know what I mean? It's it's because yeah. because when you have that many instruments playing all the time, you can't really feel the you know the bass and drums playing together like to to that degree. You know what I mean?
0: That's a great point. Mm-hmm. So do you have an yeah. uh, do you have an underrated? overlooked song um, that, that you really like
1: an underrated song that uh man you know i don't know <laughs> I, was, I mean i like uh, i don't know it's I, I was i was trying i've been trying to think about it i don't know if i can i mean i love um analog kid i love when he goes uh, you move
2: me you move me
1: Something about what I like about Rush is that you can feel like when they like when Getty discovered the keyboards, it's like he does it in this very sort of innocent way, like as if he's like opened up a keyboard for the first time. And the way he sings when he sings and plays keyboard at the same time, it's like it's so innocent. And you know, (laughs) and, and it's like that's that's a talent to me, you know what I mean? It's 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 like you can feel them what i like about rush i think as you go through all their stages whatever you know at their evolution is that you can sort of um how should i say you can almost like identify yourself being going in being in their shoes sort of discovering these different types of music and i think that's and that's the appeal that's that's what i always liked about them i was always like what are they going to discover next? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, exactly. Right. There are, Everything they've arrived at, every sound they've arrived at ha, has happened organically and, and, and like you say, innocently. Right. 100%. And, uh, like, absolutely, uh, like, I can relate, and so many musicians I grew up playing music with had, uh, we, you know, we all kind of had that same sense of... uh uh, you know of of adventure and experimentation, and it just came from an honest honest place of discovery you know yeah uh, yeah that's a hundred percent like that's the uh-huh. essence of the brush hundred like, percent
3: i i i find that like for me that a lot of the um the changes like you're referring to you know you're saying mark how it's like well, it goes from like like riff based to progressive to commercial I hear things differently like for me like um we're talking about the keys like you know, a farewell to Kings was like, I think that was the first record where they really start playing with keys. And exactly like you said, it was so like background, like, Oh, check out these chords. I know. And like, he just, like I want to put keys on this record. And he kind of figured out how to do it or whatever. I don't know if he ever, I don't, I don't know that he could be a, a classically trained pianist, or whatever, but, but there is a sense of like innocence to it. And it was kind of, you know, a little bit more upfront and center than the, than the last records. Like, um, I, you know, and then like, I would go, okay. So from there, so, okay, sorry, let me re- let me rewind for a second. So, yeah. the, the first record, the, you know, 1974, was, you know, they had these very, like, they were a lot simpler. They weren't as progressive. They didn't really, it was almost like they weren't fully confident in their ability to play, but they were really good at, like, at rocking the fuck out. And they were progressive metal, you know, like they were like this band, this trio, just powering through these songs, but it didn't get progressive as much, like, until later on. And then you start going, oh, shit, like, Getty starts getting comfortable into his bass playing uh, like really like hard on hemispheres. Like you're like, Holy shit. Like he starts going lead a lot, you know? And at the beginning, if you listen to it, it's a lot, you know, a lot more relaxed and the drums were a lot simpler too, especially in the first record between that and, and fly by night. There was a huge difference between fly by night and gives Steel. There was a huge difference. And it just got more and more intense and more comfortable. And so they just, fell into the pocket, you know, where there was like there was a moment where they became rush. I I think in I don't know if it was Henry or Farewell to Kings, but one of those records where it's like they found their sound. They know who they are now. This is it. And then you know they just like rocket ship from there. But the first couple of records you were kinda of like, okay, like the second record didn't really sound the same. are like, well, this is a little bit different. So there was yeah. there was a growing thing, but it was also in terms of their how confident they were in their performance and their playing together, you know, and the gelling of the band. Oh, absolutely. So,
1: yeah, I also, I also love the way, um, I don't know, speaking of the first three or four albums, like a big thing, there's, there's all, the other thing is I always loved the way Getty's voice would change per album. Also. <laughs> right. <laughs> like <Yeah>. like <laughs> even, even on like, Cause I really love the way Getty's voice sounds on uh fly by night. There's, I don't know. It's, I think it's something about the way that they double tracked his vocals or something, but he's got this really mm. juicy voice. It's, <laughs> thick, it's, it's thick and juicy and it's just, it's my it's two
0: different. favorite on, adjectives on,
1: on, on caressive steel. It's, it's like, it sounds more like his voice sounds dry and kind of thin. And I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I, you can sit there and think about all this shit, but whatever. <laughs> no, you, you're right. I, That's I, what this show's know, it's about, like, man. Like, did, did you guys? The bass. You talk. guys were you guys always a fan of his voice? No,
3: I hated did
0: bro it. one? Oh, really? I hated no? it.
3: I hate. There was a few artists whose voices I couldn't fucking stand. The first time I heard, Rush was definitely one of them. Uh, um. There was a, Neil Young. I fucking hated Neil Young.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, you really must hate Dallas Green then. <laughs> well, look, I'm not saying that I still do. I, I'm a huge Neil
3: Young fan now. Yeah. I obviously love Dallas. <laughs> but like <laughs> at the beginning, when I, you know, I, I was a kid, I was fucking 12 years old and I was used to listening to Corey Hart and Platinum Blonde. And then yeah. I find Metallica and I'm like, oh, this guy's angry. And I'm like, okay, this is what I want all singers to sound like on all bands. And I hear yeah. Rush like, who the fuck kicked him in the balls? Like, what's happening here? <laughs> I hate it. Um and then, you know, my brain matured and I started going, Oh shit, okay, this is a this is this is the only voice that works with this band. If it was any other voice, suddenly Rush would, you know, they just wouldn't be the same band. And you go, Okay, mm-hmm. you know? yeah. so now I that understand so true. what what you know the cure is. When you have a band together where you wouldn't survive without the other. Like these guys, they, they're like, they were a musical unit. It didn't matter. Neil went on and did his own thing. And, and you know, you saw Alex do his own thing. And Getty, it just n- would never work with anyone else. The way it, yeah. it was. The yeah, okay.
1: it. yeah, I agree. And his
3: voice is, is rushed. You know, you, you can't have yeah.
1: I know, it's funny because, like, it never really, the voice thing never occurred to me as being weird or, like, mm-hmm. difficult to listen to or anything. Man, that might also be because, like, as I mentioned, like, learning about Rush at music camp and being kind of like a nerdy kid mm-hmm. trying to get good at drums and good at music. I, Rush kind of was like, well, you, you think you're good enough to play YYZ. And here's a tape called Chronicles of, like, you know, the, basically the best of this band, Rush. And so I would like, I listened to that day, day and night for like months. And I kind of like looked at Rush as my, my, like, my band, you know, this oh, is yeah. like kind of bridged the gap to like, yeah. from like Guns N' Roses and Metallica, which is what I was into at the time into like, you know, the jazz and fusion and funk stuff that I got into afterwards. So like, I kind of felt like Rush was my band, so there was no judging. Well, yeah. well, see, it if, wasn't like I, I heard Rush on the radio or I saw a video or something. And I was like, "Ah, oh, who the fuck is this singer? That's a weird." <laughs> right, but it if, was more like if you're it a fan made of me Axl. feel good about myself, kind of thing. So it's like, no, 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 no. This is this is the singer. This is how he sounds. Okay, awesome.
0: Right. But if you're also a fan of Axle at the time, then it, it's not a, as big of a leap to like Getty.
1: It's true. I guess my sensibilities were sort of like you know trained and. <laughs> <laughs> handle that register
0: <laughs> yeah exactly i I was a big fan of yeah. a bunch of hair metal crap at the time and <laughs> when the first when i first heard rush and so uh I was kind of used to the the weird screaming and the higher pitch i guess mm-hmm. yeah so, right, I, so.
1: Mean, I mean like i, I and mean, on the first record like you know they say it in the, they mentioned it in the documentary it'd be on live they. You know, when a lot of people first heard "Working Man" on the on the radio, they they assumed it was New Zeppelin. Yeah, right? yeah. So then, why all the fuss about Getty's voice? If everyone thought he was Robert Plant, it's just because <laughs> he's not as sexy. It's because he's got a big a big old schnoz. Is that
2: why? <laughs> <laughs> right? <It's not> people.
0: <laughs> and he had that cousin it hair going. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, I think, but I think when people say. I mean that's a pretty common opinion from people yeah. to not like get not like Rush because of the vocals. Mm. But it's usually they're talking about you know Spirit of the Radio and like that those songs not yeah. the not the earlier album you know. But right. I mean I don't know. I mean the first time I heard Rush was uh it was Fly by Night and I thought I I just thought it 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 sounded kind of like Zeppelin, but it was. I thought it just was way cooler right away. I just thought it was like way cooler than Zeppelin. Like oh, I'm not, because I know that that's a big thing too. People you say they're either either you like Zeppelin or you like Rush. Like you can't like both or something. That wow. a big mm-hmm. thing. Really? I mean, I don't know about you guys, but but for me, I was like always, Beatles or the Stones. I always liked Rush more than Zeppelin. Always.
0: Oh wow! See but right they, from the beginning. They were parallel for well. See on my screen, if I go parallel, my my hands go wide. They were parallel for me. I I, I loved them both as yeah. soon as I heard them both, and uh, you know it, it's like like I mean you were saying that you know, Getty's voice is the only thing that would work with Rush. It, yeah. It, it's just a everybody's playing is so unique, and that extends to his voice. It's it's amazing. Yeah. So the so the rush' sound has definitely progressed throughout the year. So I, I kind of tried to break it down a little bit into some different sounds, and I'm going to run through these different sounds. You guys tell me if if you agree with with the way I've broken this down, and we can get into a virtual fist fight if you want. I don't, whatever. But <laughs> so I think the first the first two and a half albums are like their power trio era, where they were just. Rocking, it, they were playing just straight rock as much as they could. They, their biggest influences were Sabbath and Zeppelin. And I think uh-huh. halfway through Caress of Steel, when they got into like the Necromancer and all that, that's when they really started discovering. Oh, there's this Prague stuff we like doing. And that's when they kind of started their Prague era. Halfway through <laughs> through their third album, <laughs> so they go so it goes half of Caress of Steel, twenty one twelve, Farewell to Kings, and Hemispheres for the Prague era. Then they kind of take a break. When they come back with Permanent Waves, all the extended jams, the, the, you know, the, the songs that are an entire album side long are gone. And you have Permanent Waves, Moving Pictures, Signals, and then Grace You're Under right. Pressure.
1: Right.
0: Then, when I, I think when they came back with Power Windows, their sound softened up a lot. And to me, Power Windows is the one album I really don't like all that much. Uh, it's power <laughs> windows. Hold your fire, presto, and then roll the bones. May fit in there, but I remember and and when we had our little power failure here, and we and I was still I was talking to you guys off air. Um, mm-hmm. I remember I, I was telling you about a, and I, I was hearing an interview with Alex and saying that when they were recording Counterparts, and they started with uh, stick it out. He, was, he had plugged into an amp and just turned the volume up and let it and that's where all that feedback and stick it out comes from. Yes. Yeah. And he said that's the first time he had done that in years at recording instead of plugging into the board. <clears throat> and so I kind of consider that and, and maybe even roll the bones some of that, but it's going back to their basics era where they were playing more straightforward stuff. Uh, counterparts, okay. Test for Echo, mm-hmm. Vapor Trails, and then yeah. uh, and snakes and arrows and then i think their entire career kind of culminates as fate would have it in their last album clockwork angels because in that album i i don't know about you guys but i hear bits of every single era that we just went through in that one album unlike any other album that that they've done and i'm not even talking about their you know feedback covers ep so yeah what do you, do you no, what I'm, do you guys think about that you, if, I, I,
1: I first, first off I, I I find every album or you could say every album or you could say every era of, of rush and their catalog has been it's like a time capsule in a way it's like the things that were happening the sounds of you know in, in music that was happening around them kind of uh, informed a lot of the music they made. I, I yeah. mean, there's a few examples of of that. Uh, I mean, probably a bad one. I'll start with a bad example. <laughs> <laughs> I like, think I, I think Spooky think just Test took a dump. There's a song like uh, <laughs> Net Girl and Net Boy. I can't. I don't remember what the title is, but there's like a theme, an internet themed song.
0: Yes. Um,
1: on on the, on Test Pareto. and then on like um, on Roll the Bones, on roll, on the song Roll the Bones. There's that like rap section.
0: Yeah, with the right? s- the weird skeleton in the
1: yep.
2: video. Take a
0: shot, play your cars, show us what you got, what you're holding. If the cards aren't cold,
3: don't go folding. Living up is golden. She favors the bow, that's cool. Stop flowing stones, oh. yeah. and I have a thousand saxophones.
2: So get out there and rock
1: and roll the board. And and uh, you know, go 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 back to uh moving uh number uh permanent waves. And, and they've mentioned it in interviews themselves, like the, the new wave, uh, you know, the new wave music, and, and like kind of the reggae influence that was happening with new wave bands, like the you know Police, they, they cite as as an influence, and bands like that. Uh, that was that's what was happening around them. So it's it, you know it, it's like I said it's an, it, it seems to have informed the music they, they've made. Therefore, in my in my opinion, all those uh, albums are like a time capsule. Okay. So, do like, you want to hear what like 1980 sounds like? Then put Permanent Waves on.
0: Right. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'll, I'll go. I with mean, that. Like, from,
1: a from a nerd's perspective. Yeah. You know, it's, it's still prog, we're still talking about prog rock here. Okay. Well, it, but but it's also it's 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 their perspective of yeah. you know 1980. You know. Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, what do you guys think about their last album, Clockwork Angels? Like I said, I, I kind of hear a little bit of everything they've done in their past on that album. Do, do you guys, am, am I the only one hearing that? Or do you guys agree you with, know, that, I, I, with that?
1: I don't know the album very well. I know like one song off that album, unfortunately. Sadly. <laughs> uh, I'm <laughs> going to see I kind of, I have to. Uh, I gotta be honest. I kind of started tuning out to Rush probably after Presto. I think is when I started tuning out.
0: Oh really?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just. I mean, not tuning out, but I just. Well, I guess tuning out. Yeah, I started <laughs> tuning out. <laughs> I, yeah, that. I am mean, sorry, sorry to, sorry to honest, say that. No, that it's normal. I mean, like it, it happens, and and like for me, it was after Test for Echo. For me, it's I, th- I think part of it, and maybe you'll agree, spooky. It's like uh-huh. you know during your it's the music that you're hearing and that's kind of inspiring you during your formative years. Right. And then you kind of branch off into what to you know whatever your thing is going to be, you know, as you become right. an, an adult and stuff. So for me, it's like yeah, Test Record was like the last album they released for me while I was in my formative years, like as a, as a teen. And then there was like five, six years until the the next one. Yeah. Um, and at that point, I I was still like super into seeing them play live, but I wasn't like uh, um, I, I wasn't checking out the new the new music or anything. I mean, I, I mean, I also tuned, I also stu- stopped listening to Metallica after Justice for All, so. You know, yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm sorry to disappoint everyone. Here.
0: No, no, I, that you know, that's exactly the same time I stopped listening to Metallica too. So,
1: yeah, so my, my whole band also. So
0: yeah, and, <laughs> everybody loves that Black I, album, and I can't. I don't like it.
1: Well, I'm yo- I'm a bit younger than you guys, so I started listening to Metallica when the Black album came out. Oh, I was oh. <laughs> or 10. oh but, man. but it's the it, but it's the latest. It's the most recent album that I can tolerate. Yeah, Metallica. I can't do. <laughs> Okay, here's a quick um insight into how old I am. I saw Metallica with Cliff Burton live. Oh, in, like, wow. On the Aussie tour in in Denmark when they were, when Master of Puppets just came out. Oh everybody. my lord. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. So I, I was, was it the Aussie? I was, I was super into no, This is before this cuz they did Aussie like 2 2 years after Master of Puppets was out, Yeah, you know? This is I oh, saw I saw them I when Master Puppets just 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 came, just came yeah. out.
0: Oh wow! wow. So this was like eighty. Wait, what? What do you think? Eighty six. Eighty six. Yes, yeah, yeah. so I
1: was. So I was like thirteen. He died oh my that god! That year too. He died like in the fall of that year. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Because I saw him twice. Actually, I saw him. You kidding? Um, wow! I saw Metallica twice on that tour, and I saw Jason Newstead's one of his first
0: shows. So spooky! You, you and I are the same age. So then? I
1: saw. So I saw Metallica on a master puppet tour. Before and after the big bus oh, accident, because they, cause so they you kept saw touring. Newstead on the puppets tour. Also. Yeah, I saw Newstead on the puppets tour. Wow. So <laughs> That's That's wild... Yeah, I saw Newstead's like second show or
0: something. Oh yeah. wow! You know that when yeah. they uh, re-released all that stuff, they've got Cliff Burton's last show uh, out on that like that big box set of, of uh, Master Puppets, and then they've also got Newstead's very first show. With with Metallica as like the an audition type of show,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's so so cool. yeah wow.
0: it's, it's all on those big like those like the two hundred dollar box sets that they released. It, right, all, all that crap's on They're that. always
1: doing that. They're I always know. doing these big box
0: sets. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden re-releases every album every like three or four years. I don't know what the hell's going on with that. I don't
1: so. know. They figured they figured it out. They figured the merchandising <laughs> out. So and so did Rush. Man, like every tour they ever did they have a concert video like and that's just the tip of the iceberg actually oh, yeah. like you you said you saw them on the hold your fire tour yeah you know if that was the a show of hands because they they released a v like a video called show of hands yes from, like, England. Was it, oh, it was, that, that was that oh. tour yeah what it was was it? Was oh, that. okay crazy
0: yeah you okay, know I don't, I don't know that I saw rush for every album after that presto um Hold on, let me look at my list because I'm forgetting album titles at this point. Presto, Roll the Bones, Counterparts, and Test for Echo. And I saw them, and every I think it was like the the prior two or three live albums they released, they would always have a song from whatever, like the Meadowlands in New Jersey or something, it's like a, the New York, New Jersey area shows. Right. When they finally mm-hmm. released the album, the uh, live album after um, Test for Echo, I went to check. None of the shows I went to are on any of those albums. Oh, right. So I was kind of pissed off. I'm like, oh yeah, hey, they always release a song from their New York, New Jersey shows. Oh, awesome! Yeah. one of the one of the shows I was at will be at. I, I've actually listened to the song on that record, and then they stopped doing it. That's that's one they didn't pick. I was I was kind of pissed off. So do you guys have a Rush album that you don't like? All that from let's 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 not count the one after you stopped listening. Stick so much. But right. from, let's say from, from rush to presto. Is there an album mm. that you guys like, uh, I don't particularly care for that one.
3: Roll the bones for me. Really? Yeah. Man. Yeah. That,
0: just as, as soon as that
3: rap happened. Like, oh, no. yeah. That was pretty, oh, no. that was pretty
0: cringy. <laughs>
3: that, was, that was just, that was like, come on, man. Like, think thing about I have a different kind of outlook on Rush because I grew up in the same neighborhood as them. So there's like this kind of like this local neighborhood. Like they they literally lived on like the street next to the schools that we went to. Like
2: oh wow. So
3: like yeah. So like Rush was oh. like our. there weren't just like the the region of our area. They're our street. Like the, Newtonbrook is a you know pre before high school that's where you go and before that public school is Rockford i went to those schools i went to rockford so wow you know so there's kind of like a culture there there's a lot of russian immigrants a lot of russian jewish immigrants that live there so and, you know, Russian Jewish immigrants aren't cool. Um, I love them. I'm, wa- I'm one of them. Hey. <laughs> but, you're one of but them. like, you shouldn't mean. be fucking rapping, and There shouldn't be rapping
1: your music. <laughs> like, but that's, but some... see, that's that's also the spirit of Rush. <laughs> right. It's dry shit. And that's – And, that's, and that, they're you're doing it so innocently. Right here, I, I, so you, you love it said, about it. They're doing it innocently.
3: I love that. I love that aspect, <laughs> but sometimes it's a swing and a miss. That's and that, and, oh, Of course. Yeah. Now That Salino, one out of before. the
0: underrated songs that I liked was Tishaan. You like lost in the
1: atmosphere. The
0: and I know even even the guys in Rush hate that song i love that song <laughs> that's on roll the bones no that no, that's, that's on a, uh hold your fire
1: yeah when china sang to me that's the lyric
0: yeah yeah I was,
1: um yeah you know what i you know what's weird is like i feel like sometimes i can't really listen to rush like all the time you know it's like i don't know i mean <laughs> I'll
0: what?
1: So, like, <laughs> you monster! No, Where do you there. live,
0: Spooky? I'm, I'm fucking coming for you. <laughs> no, you I'm muting right. his channel right now. Right, don't
1: yeah. mean, this way. I think in the past five, like you know, because I'm such a a diehard Rush fan, I would have never thought. Like maybe five years ago, I started actually kind of listening to Rush and saying stuff like, "Oh, I don't, I hate this song," or, and I would, I would have never imagined yeah. myself saying that ever. Yeah, but like. <laughs> For example, I remember when I saw when I saw Rush at the what is it the Canadian uh, Molson Amphitheater when they did the what was the tour I saw um the um uh, uh, time, time machine tour yeah um they played Witch Hunt on that tour right
0: okay yeah mm-hmm. and it was
1: and it was and that's when I realized that oh yeah I don't really like this song. Yeah, and that's fair. That was the first (laughs) first time that I even considered not liking a Rush song. Wow, dude, I'm I'm just I'm really glad that wasn't my uh, my pick for underrated songs. And, and I think, and there's also musically, there's this other thing that I notice about Rush that they do a lot. And once, after you notice it and you think about it too much, it's like, it, it's a recurring thing that they do. where they, they do a lot of this thing where they go, "bam bam bum, bum. Have you noticed that?
0: <laughs> I haven't, but I probably will that, now. <laughs>
1: they do that and they start a lot of the songs with, dun, 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 dun.
0: Wait, wait, anyway. holy what, shit, you're right. What
1: song is that? <laughs> they do that in like many, it's like um, a, re- a recurring. It's a recurring theme, and men, oh, they start a lot of songs like that. And once you notice that, you're like, oh man, why do they do that every time? Oh, anyway, that's uh, <laughs> that's well. Oh, is
0: that not just in Witch Hunt? Is that what that's, it's, <laughs> it's in Witch Hunt? But that's also um. Oh.
1: <laughs> no, but they always do like that. Whatever, it's a you know, it's a major, uh, whatever, it's a, 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 a whole tone. Yeah, in. but I'm going to find yeah. the
0: one I'm thinking of here. I forgot to uh <laughs> I got to so, pull out my windows since my computer
1: You know, okay, you know why I don't I'll tell you why I don't why I think Witch Hunt could be is not my favorite is because I feel like the lyrics are really creepy and <laughs> I think it should be it should be that song should be way more her- horror like, it should be way more scarier. It's not a see, scary see, it, music. As a, right? okay. The music when I, when is not scary. Right. The music and doesn't I, match I the lyrics. I would put moving pictures on and fall asleep. And Witch Hunt would wake me up and it happened multiple times and it would freak the living shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh so really? It, maybe it's not. Yeah, scary, because no, because it starts out, it starts out really creepy with that weird Glockenspiel in there, and yeah. like there's some girl crying, or I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, there's
0: some weird screaming. Um, well, it's Witch Hunt.
1: Yeah, and, but then the music is just is not it is not because they they can do Rush can do creepy and scary chord chords, you know, they could do that, but for some reason in Witch Hunt I felt like anyway, that's my opinion. No, you,
0: you the, that progression you're talking about, as soon as you said it, the first thing that came into my mind was off a song off of Snakes and Arrows, the larger bowl. I couldn't remember the name of it until Yeah, see up. and
1: it goes <laughs> uh, <da-da.
0: laughs> Yes. Oh man
1: tell you man Yeah once you once you hear that then you hear it in oh. every song man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Damn you, spooky.
1: And I'm sorry. All, like in terms of scary material, there's also on um, I think Caressive Steel is it, where where is it Neil's voice? And it's like um really it's like Oh yeah, down. the necromancer, yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, the necromancer yeah. As grey traces of dawn tinge the eastern sky, the three travelers, men of Willowdale, emerge from the forest shadows. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, I have to say that's probably. I mean, I thought about it a lot, but I feel like Caress of Steel might be my favorite album. You know, I gotta oh, yeah, say. Okay. It's, oh, yeah. it's either it's either Caress it's either Caress of Steel or um uh, or uh. You know, uh, La Via Strangiato, what what what's album, what album? No, he- and, 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 uh, yeah. yeah. So either Hemispheres or Cress of Steel would be my favorite album pick.
3: No. Necromancer has <laughs> in the middle of there has the coolest fucking riff on that whole record. Um like that that record was you were saying, Mark, you know, they went progressive Cress of Steel. I kind of I thought I thought they kind of went a little more pro- in my opinion, they went progressive by the middle of fly by night it started getting like, <laughs>
1: like yeah yeah no yeah the drums end, were no, louder
3: no. in the mix bass was louder in the mix you know yeah, all the no, okay.
1: were yeah no the end of fly by night has a has some prog it's it's definitely yeah. shows like how they're going to go prog but i think yeah. um i mean i think what i like but what's cool what i think is really special about corrosive steel is that it's Prague but it also has this weird kinda of like folky kind of atmosphere. Like it's got yeah. this like you know like hippie, it's got it sounds like hippie music. We had this yeah, guy, like <laughs> is, Lake, is, Lake, is Lake is Lakeside Park on on that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There, yeah, and, it's, exactly. and then yeah. even like Fountain of Lamneth, like a lot of those like kinda of it's got this like sort of jangly kinda of acoustic guitar shit in there. And they only do that on Caress of Steel. They never they don't do the sort of jangly kinda of acoustic shit on right. any of their other album. <laughs>
0: That's, yeah, and all well, right. So I mean, that's, that's
1: why I like that's why I like corrosive steel actually because it's it's kind of like I don't know, it's got this it's like this very transitional album. You know,
0: I can well yeah okay. So I, I see what you're saying. I'm here. I'm looking up the track listing for Fly By Night, and side one ends with By Tour and the Snow Dog, which exactly. is insane. Exactly right. And then on that same album, they have Rivendell.
1: Oh my god, yeah. I love Rivendell.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah okay, so yeah. So maybe it even started earlier than than I had considered.
3: So yeah, Second record, second record. They started, yeah. they started finding that
0: yeah. sound. Is, so I mean, is there an album that you don't particularly like to listen to? You like well, you're disappointed in?
3: I'll, I'll be honest and and this kind of goes further to what Josh was saying like for me, you know, as a kid, I think probably affects everyone if you listen to music as a kid, music was like a it was, it was like a religious experience for me. It wasn't just like, oh, I heard this record, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It was like I got into a fist fight with a kid named Junior because he made fun of Metallica. <laughs> and I was like, fuck you. You know, <laughs> listen to you fucking listen to CNC Music Factory, you fucking loser. That's the worst. And, uh, and I actually got everybody, right? know? That was before the black album came out, those motherfuckers. So <laughs> So, you know, it was a very, it was, it was a lot, it hit a lot closer to home. Like the, and, and the other thing is when you're a kid, when you experience that music, it's so, like, I, I, I cried listening to certain songs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you would cry. You'd lie there and read every note. I'm like, oh, my God, Metallica, thank Ozzy you all were the fucking friends. That's so cool. You know, like, <laughs> there's this excitement. There's an excitement that happens. And when you get older, it's all gone and maybe yeah. you'll you'll find something new you're like oh this is really cool. like you know when i when i found incubus for the first time i was like oh they're fucking really dope like i really like this band yeah but i did or system of a down or whatever and never but it never felt like pearl jam 10 metallica ride Lightning, <laughs> master and justice it never felt like uh you know those first those those records that you what i, that I discovered as a kid so Rush, the first few records were the ones that I kind of started listening to when I was sixteen. I'm like, "Holy fuck!" You know, "Raging Against the Machine" and "Alcest." Mm-hmm. But you listen to the, you know, and when, when I I got older, obviously, and they kept putting up music, and then "Roll the Bones" happened, and I was like, "Oh no!" Uh, and I kind of, and I just kind of stopped after that. I just kind of, you know, I'm, I'm fickle. You know, I want to listen. Yeah. I I, I, I can't pick. I can't fucking name you one song on any record after "Roll the Bones."
0: Oh wow. And,
3: I can't name you one song on any record after
1: Vitalogy by Dude, You should, you should Yo, check out yeah. a, a song called "Nobody's Hero" on Counterpart. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I actually, animate. Yeah, you know, I, I like that song. Actually, I, I really do like that song. I know that uh, song because okay, so, I, I know that song because I was a, they, on Much Music. I would catch some of their videos from the newer albums. You know, and they had mm-hmm. a cool music video for that one. I'm pretty sure.
0: Okay, so I've got a question oh, for you I guys. I got a question for you guys. Now, are any of you familiar with the Vapor Trails album?
1: I saw the tour. I saw, I saw the, the concert, but I I I don't think I could tell you one song.
0: Okay, well, the question I have really doesn't pertain to the, the songs singularly, but they released the album, and then I would, what, five, eight years later, they remixed and remastered it in a completely different package and re-released it as a totally different mix and just called it Vapor Trails Remixed. Uh-huh that to me sounds like they were just incredibly disappointed in the way the original Vapor Trails sound. I've never known... Well, do,
1: you, do you think it sounds better?
0: You know what? It's funny. There were There's two tracks oh. I absolutely loved on the original Vapor Trails album, and I don't like the way they were remixed, but I like all the other songs on the remix album better. So there's a, um, Peaceable Kingdom and... Uh, what the hell was the, the uh, other song? It's it's like part. You know how they had that fear thing going, like part one of fear. Oh part, yeah. This was the they last. Started
1: that on. They started that on like Grace Under
0: Pressure, I think. Uh, yeah. uh moving pictures, moving pictures. I think Witch Hunt okay. was part oh, right, four. Right, um, Yeah, yeah. That's right. Witch Hunt was like part four of four, and they went backwards. They went four, three, two, and one, and that that song. Um, I'm gonna freeze. I'm gonna to freeze? Freeze? Yes. And that was like part one of four. Those two That's stars. Fear.
3: Right. Yeah, those are my no, two favorite. Part, that was part four. I
0: think they went backwards. I think it went...
3: Oh, right. So it was the first one. That's right. Yeah. It was the first one because it was part four.
0: Yeah, because it was like like, uh, Witch Hunt was part four of four. And then there was... Uh... Four of fear. Yeah, part... Fear <laughs> yeah. Fear. Yeah. yeah Four of fear. And then they went backwards to part three of fear, part two of fear, part one of fear. And uh, uh... it was just really weird. But that was one of the tracks I I like better on the original release. But I've never known a band to go and so soon just remix an album like that and just think we yeah uh, you know we just weren't happy with that. We're gonna redo it and re-release it as, as a whole new album.
1: Was it like I, I remember I seem to recall at least when that album came out that they were also like they they their sound had changed dramatically from Test for Echo. Because uh, that was the Vapor Trails was the first album back. Yeah,
0: in, in, yeah, because yeah. there was quite a gap between Test for Echo yeah. and Vapor Trails. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but well, because oh, because I remember Neil's daughter and and wife had passed. And
1: wife, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and that was part of the gap.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <coughs> so. so I I remember when they came back with that album that there was like um, the sound changed. She was like, Alex was using like this dual rectifier, Mesa boogies. And it was like a much heavier sound. Yeah. And I think like for me, I wasn't, I wasn't really, I never really checked it out. I wasn't really into it because I just, it felt like, you know, and this is kind of (laughs) where like my career and my band is kind of going like, like a bunch of old guys, Trying to like (laughs) grasp at like (laughs) their hold on for dear life, you know, of their of their youth. (laughs) I can see that, or appeal to appeal to a young younger audience, Mm. or whatever, instead of just being who they were. But that's part of who they were. They would always change, you know, and and, uh, be be informed by the music around them. But I think, but I think I I would say, I think that's kind of what. For me, was a bit of a turnoff, to be honest. When with the, their later materials, when Alex started doing a lot more the sort of doubling of thickening guitars and all this stuff, because up until you know, to me, you know, such an important part of the Rush sound that I like is that you can that Alex had this like very specific guitar part that he would play from that it would like you know you could. Here, there was just one guitar part from beginning to end you know what i mean yeah and then when you start getting into this kind of like heavier thing and it sounded more like they were trying to you know it was trying to make it sound like four you know three guys playing like this heavy riff and then yeah with overdubs and all that stuff that wasn't really that's not the rush sound to me you know so i think that's kind of what kind of pushed me away a little bit you know okay. to be honest
0: okay and what do you guys think of the uh, the solo stuff that they did uh Victor uh Getty Lee's stuff and then I think the only thing Neil really did was I think he he appeared on a Buddy Rich tribute. I don't think he actually ever did too much outside of Rush.
1: Yeah, he 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 actually produced a uh a tribute to Buddy Rich where he brought in some of the, you know, the most renowned drummers in the world and uh they all played a selection from buddy's catalog yeah and for me and and many 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 other young drummers at the time that was like uh, a real gift he 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 gave us because i mean if he wanted to do something solo he could have done anything and we would have ate it up but instead he paid tribute to one of the greats and that really you know opened the doors uh for a lot of young young players um you know who otherwise maybe wouldn't have checked out a lot of the, these musicians and even that style of, of music so I, I i was super into it like you know me, like that right. that was the band camp days for me so yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally my, my house. and uh yeah Brand and so camera. i mean that was and that was another thing about, about Neil that you know he was always striving to to uh, learn, be the be the best he could he could be, and learn the most he could learn, yeah. and and just study. And um, yeah. I mean that's a, a beautiful thing and a beautiful lesson to bestow upon uh, all of us fans, all of us mere mere mortals, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so spooky. Did you get into You're any of the solo stuff? the no the two um, things that came out.
1: But no, oh yeah, so I listened I do I remember listening to um uh my favorite headache by Getty Lee. Yes. And I liked it. I mean, I thought it sounded it kind of sounded just it sounded like Rush. I mean, it didn't sound yeah. Like he was really I mean, maybe there's one I I, I think there's one song on there where I thought oh, okay, this is maybe something that is outside of Rush, you know, but I can't remember the title now. But
0: yeah, I don't remember the track listings um, on that. And uh Amir, I know you. Like, your band um, members were on Victor album.
3: Yeah, yeah. Edwin. I mean, you know, growing up, I, Mother Earth was an important band to me because uh, they were me like one of, the, one of the most progressive Canadian rock bands out mm-hmm. there. Everybody else was, you know, doing whatever they're doing, and I, Mother Earth came out. And you're like, holy shit!
0: I oh, do one of my but, favorite albums of all time is Quicksilver Meat Dream. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Of all, like, any from anybody ever. I love that album.
3: See, for me, it was, uh, uh, um, scenery of fish, and uh, and the and the first record was like, yeah. Okay. So, so when Edwin did the same with Victor, I didn't know him yet, so I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I love his voice because, fuck, I still love his voice. I listen, to, I still listen to my mother, you know, like I, I, I hang out with them and I still listen to them. It's kind of a weird thing that happens when you get to know the band and work with them. Um, so the Victor thing was pretty cool. And you know, it's funny. I just fucking remembered that our second record, this is so weird that it didn't even come up in my head when we were talking about working like with Rush, but um, our second record, um, Crash Karma's second record was co-produced. He did for the half the record was Terry Brown. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't yeah. realize so that. He, yeah. And he, you know, he did everything up to, uh, I think up to signals maybe.
0: Uh, yeah. And it was at least to that. It may yeah, like, like, for point, like yeah.
3: six, seven years. So, you know, it wasn't working out because it was too much of like, and then what would you do with them that day? And then how'd you guys do this? And it was like, we weren't working. So, you know, we had to move on. But, yeah. but he, did, he, did, he did co-produce half the record. And then we're like, okay, we got to finish this record without him because we're wasting a lot of fucking time.
0: <laughs> well, and um, I know Getty did play on uh, the uh, third I'm Other Earth album on Good for Shuley. Oh, what? Really? Which yeah. which record? Uh, blue, green, orange. Okay, yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. With Brian. I Brian. I love
0: yeah, Brian, that's Brian's first album. Yeah, he's he's a sweetheart. I love him too. Yeah. He's great. I in fact, I I love both of the singers. I I couldn't yeah. really choose one over the other, but but um so that's uh, that's pretty much everything I wanted to know from you guys. Um Oh, good. I'm really glad we all got together and, and we were able to discuss one of my favorite bands of all time. And sounds like, you know, yours, your yeah, favorite bands of all time. Um, I'm going to, I want to go around and, and see if you guys have anything going on and anything you want to talk about and promote or anything um, before we, we sign off. Yeah. Josh, you got anything going on in the near future?
1: Well, we're recording with Sam Robertsman. We're recording a new album right now. Right. Um, so, I mean, i probably be out hopefully by the fall. Awesome. it's been like uh, going on we've been trying to record new music for a few years now <laughs> um yeah it's you know it's, uh, it's always a challenge you know people get older have families and kids yeah. and everything um and i'm actually working on a children's book with with sam it's a music themed children's book oh, cool. uh, <laughs> awesome. yeah i uh i, I mean yeah so that's kind of interesting. And I'm sure there's other stuff that I'm just forgetting right now. But, well,
0: um, we'll just have to have you have you back on, and we can talk about that. Absolutely,
1: yeah. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Amir, I'd uh,
0: love to come back. Awesome. Well, I'd definitely love to have you on. Amir, what do you, what do you got going on?
1: Um.
3: So... Crash Karma didn't ever break up. They just um, reformed with their original bands, uh, which I take full <laughs> fucking credit for, by the way.
1: <laughs> <Did that ever laughs> I on Earth.
3: You're welcome. The Tea Party. You're fucking welcome. Yeah. And, <laughs> and <laughs> who? By the way, I love I love those guys. You know, we 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 just went out for dinner like a few months back. The four of us got together because Burroughs was in town. Like, oh fucking, let's do Chinese food. So the four of us got together and crying, <laughs> laughing, fucking the whole. Time. So there's it. Just you know. They, Did you go to that spot on Spadina? You, yep. They, uh, roll sand, buddy. Roll sand, roll, roll sand buddy. You, <laughs> nice. you remember? I know, Ross. <laughs> yeah, dude. Amazing. I know,
1: Ross.
3: So we, uh, so <laughs> you know,
0: only one here that doesn't.
3: Jeff is going on tour this summer. They're doing their thing. I uh, Mother Earth is touring all over the place. Everyone's doing their thing. I kind of focus more on management. Now I got three kids and my wife and the house and mortgages and shit. So to be in a band, it's a little tough. So yeah. I started a management company. Um, I have an artist that's fucking brilliant named Evan Conrad, Conrad with yeah. a kid. I signed him to Republic Records, Lava, Lava um, Records, which is Jason Flom. He signed, you know, fucking Stultip of Pilots and oh, yeah. more, rec- more recently, Greta Van Fleet, um, uh, yeah. Lord. Anyways, all, so he's he's uh, he signed my artists and he in his first years, I got him on, you know, we got him on Lollapalooza <laughs> and Sonic Temple and Rock on the Range and Epicenter and all these massive festivals and He's working on his next record, and that's kind I of where either. my focus is right now. Yeah, yeah. Cool.
1: you're a real mover and shaker in there. I didn't know. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a sleeper
3: and eater, but yeah, mover and shaker
1: works too. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, also getting ma- I'm also getting married, so that's something. Oh, oh hey, that's congratulations, kind of a
3: big deal, bro! I <laughs> better not send the link to your fucking fiance. Yeah. Is happening? Nope. What's that? Nothing at all. <laughs> I don't got nothing going on. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Oh, John. John.
0: All right, <laughs> Spooky, what do you got going right. on before we get Josh in any more trouble?
1: Um, uh, <laughs> well, I'm, well, I'm doing this thing right now where I'm putting out a new song every Friday. I have a new song coming out. Nice. I mean, some of the songs are old, so it's like a mixture of old songs and new songs. So for my back catalog. Oh, uh, cool. And then I do like a, a thing. I'm, I'm st- I do a thing where every Friday I come out with a video where I sort of talk about the
0: Song that's coming out, yeah. I've seen it's a awesome. few of those, yeah, and I've seen and some Evan then, Conrad cool. videos too. What's that? And I've, I've I've seen some of your videos. I've seen some of Evan's videos. Oh, and so uh, I've awesome. got to catch up. Well, okay. it doesn't sound like there's a whole lot to catch up with with Sam right now, so. <laughs> <laughs>
3: can I just, say, wait? just wait. can wait. I just say that um, first of all? obviously thanks for having me on this and like especially with these two guys who i mean josh is and sam roberts sam roberts is just fucking phenomenal commercial success and amazing and and spooky i saw you play when i was a fucking kid no way not to make you feel old yeah dude you're (laughs) spooky whether you know this or not mark is a fucking toronto legend like everybody knows spooky oh Uh, yeah,
0: that jordan's been telling me uh, i gotta have him on and the thing
3: about him also is (laughs) <laughs> you know there's a lot of respect a lot of musicians have a lot of respect for you spooky like you are one of those wow, guys man. that like your your name will live on forever bro and and you you've man, always man. been a, always fucking interesting and and cool and 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 i wish i got to know you when i was touring like i did with josh and, and we, you no. know doing stupid shit together but it was it's fun being here with both of you guys so thanks man i appreciate yeah, it
1: absolutely thank awesome. thank you i mean that's that's uh that's, that's awesome i mean i'm flattered you know and I'm I'm <laughs> I'm to be on the show. Let's face it, yeah, oh, let's thank all you. you guys.
0: Yeah, well, I'm really glad I could get all three of you guys on the show. This has been a blast. We'll have to do it again yeah. together individually. Yeah, for, sure. for sure, we'll definitely throw out some more ideas. We could do another show. Uh, thank- Metallica, we can yeah,
1: Metallica, oh, yeah. we can well, do let's that. See Metallica, <laughs> but, but it's like fill uh, them all to blackout yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> album. Awesome.
0: Yeah, album. that's it. Oh, yeah. All right, that sounds good.